Welcome to the Mike Hewitt Show. Nine years and growing. It's about family, business, work, and politics like you've never heard it before. Yep, it's true. There's more than just a touch of wry humor mixed in. And now your host, Mike Hewitt. Folks, I am Mike Hewitt. Co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. Gentlemen, what a week it has been. Miles, since you are the resident Trump publican, do you think that they went to Mar-a-Lago to look for archive records? You know, I'm not buying a lot of the reporting on what what took place Monday night because I read some articles that said the attorneys were given the court order. I've heard others where the attorneys were not given the court order. I've, I've read articles where they said the attorneys were inside of the house as the FBI was going through everything. And I've read other articles where the attorneys were, were, were not allowed. I'm, I'm uh, thinking this is pretty much what, what all occurred. We don't know yet because there are just too many versions of what all went on that, that night. Man, I, I agree with that, but some of the things that I've heard multiple times so I get a little buy-in on them um, is, first, that the search lasted nine hours. Um, that's a long time to look for a handful of archive records. You know they're not in Melania's underwear drawer. That's not a logical place for them. You know that they're not in her winter wardrobe. Not a logical place for it. Um, but listen, I think this is my opinion, not from the news anywhere else, just how I viewed it. I think they were on a seek and destroy mission politically. They would have loved to come up with something to turn their nothing burger January 6 kangaroo court into something meaningful. But they were, when I say fishing expedition, they were looking for absolutely anything they could find. And when Trump hinted that they may have left evidence, this is me guessing because I'm not familiar with his thinking, but I think what he was actually getting at is that they might have left um, audio spyware to listen and view what's said on that premises. That's my hypothesis. And by the way, I believe it. Time will tell if I'm right or wrong. Lud, what say you about all this? So for whatever reason, they were there. Whether yep. it was really the archives, which not buying, but whatever. Uh, it's fearsome. This is a former president of the United States who was unaware this was going to happen. And if it can happen to that person, what's stopping it from happening to you? Uh, listen, it can happen, it, but it happens all the time. That's that's the part that we've, we, we probably at some point need to focus on. Because, you know, warrants signed by political opposition are what makes this different. Um, But in terms of the FBI going in and searching people that they ought not to be searching, that ain't new. The idea that we have a federal police department, there ain't a single founding father that would have gave that idea the thumbs up. And I've been saying that long before I ever heard of Trump thinking about running for presidency. The idea that we've got a federal police department should cause everyone that supports our Constitution a little consternation. 
It's, it's an outrage. That's not the proper role. Constitutionally, that's not the proper role of our federal government. Plus, on top of that, President Trump's been talking about running again. So now the taking out a, a political opponent is another issue that comes on, uh, uh, around here. Are you talking about Joe, Joe Biden? Yeah, I find it very hard to believe that a former president of the United States' house was raided and the current president isn't aware of that. Can I defend Joe for a minute? I'm sorry, what? Folks, you got to see the look I just got. Listen, I watched videos of him trying to get his suit coat jacket on. So he just exits Marine One and he, he Falcon, I'm not trying to be, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not making fun or assaulting him. I'm telling you what I witnessed. I watched him trying to get a sport jacket on and it was akin to watching a five-year-old putting their winter coat on for the first time without help. And inevitably, Dr. Jill, the person I think is the, the actual president, walked over and helped him get his jacket on. Folks, if you've not seen that, you got to look it up. And that's the same man this week that shook hands with Chucky Schemer. Chucky Schemer shook the man's hands beside him and then passed by Biden to shake the hands of two other people. And Biden had forgot that he just shook his hand and acted offended that Schumer wasn't shaking his hand. That's the guy we're talking about. So did he know? Was he aware? He's not aware of where he's at. I'm just being honest with you. Anyone that thinks I'm wrong are lying to themselves with passion. This man doesn't know whether he's a foot or horseback. He is out to lunch, and I'm not being mean. I'm telling you what I watch. Miles, tell me I'm all wet. Tell me our president actually has a cognitive ability higher than a five-year-old. No, I mean, he even struggles to read the uh, monitor. He does. But but once he gets warmed up on it, he even reads the part where it says stop reading. Think about that for a minute, folks. Right. Stop reading. So I And listen, I've been asking for months on this show, who's the real president? And I, I, I just am, I flatly do not believe that Joe Biden is making executive branch decisions on behalf of the American people or anybody else because he don't know where he's at. And it, but to your greater point, forgetting that debate for a minute, I absolutely believe that the top of the executive branch was aware of it. Yeah. And I absolutely don't believe that they were after archived records that Trump and Trump's lawyers had been in negotiation with for pushing nine months. So during negotiations, they decided to storm his home. And you go, oh, no, that's that. No, that's, <laughs> I mean, it's laughable. It's so ridiculous. That's, you know, and by the I, way, Bahima, hang on, Miles. I can't think of a president in modern history, but let's call it FDR forward, that didn't leave with records, not one from either party, right. that didn't leave with records that archives wanted back or wanted a note of. I'm sorry, go ahead, Miles. No, I, 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 I was going to bring up that uh, point as well. The, the only theory that I've been kind of toying with going back to mon Monday night when they went into Mar-a-Lago is could this have been a botched intimidation play to try to scare Trump? If, if <laughs> we got to under underline botched about 10 times, right? Because if that was their goal, 
it has had entirely the opposite effect. Any folks, mm-hmm. if you've been watching this news all week long, you know that anybody that was thinking about taking Trump on in a in the next primary has went, oh my goodness, this is going to cause us to recalculate. Like, for instance, DeSantis. I like DeSantis, but you've got to know that him, all of the folks looking at that primary are now stepping back because they have lionized Donald Trump. They've made him politically the man he was when he came down the escalator again. They've washed away everything that folks didn't like by by making this a constitutional crisis. We're down to less than a minute now, Miles. Tell me what you think, and then we've got to go to a break. Yeah, no, I just think, um, I mean, eventually the DOJ is going to ha- have to come come forward. How do you come up with an unprecedented action by invading a political house, a, a former president's house, and then you don't think everybody is going to go nuts? Right. And then you don't even release, you, you don't even release a statement. Right. But part of this goes to secret courts and all of that and sealed records. That's not who America has ever been until the last decade or so. So, uh, listen, we've got a lot to go when we get done after this break. Even even things like, who, uh, <laughs> where'd this judge come from? That's a fun one. We'll be right back. Miles Bauer, right before we went to break, I talked about the appointment of the judge that signed the order because the far left, using Twitter, etc., are trying to make fun of Trump. That's a Trump judge that signed that order. And folks, the, the, the truth of it is that's not true. That's not how that level of, uh, of jurist is arrived at. And so I read, as stated on the United States court website, a U.S. magistrate judge is appointed by a majority vote of the active district judges of that court. This is the difference to the United States district judges who are appointed by the president and confirmed by the Senate. I tell you that because I have a tough time believing the Senate would have approved this guy with his Jeffrey Epstein contact is certainly Trump wouldn't have advanced him as much money as he contributed to both Hillary Clinton and Obama. The guy's a hardline, far left Democrat, and that's his right. It's okay. I fight for his right to be wrong. But when the left wants to repaint this in a fashion that best fits their argument, we would not be doing our job here to say, oh, no, 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 that ain't how it works. And it isn't how it works. So, but there there are sources to say that this guy contributed to Jeb Bush's campaign in 2016. I, but I've not seen anything that confirmed that. I have okay. confirmed Hillary. I have confirmed Obama. Um, and and if he if he really did contribute to Jeb, we'll look that up between now and next week. But then I'd have to get into the whys and the what's of it, not to defend it. But it right. would be my guess, like what we're watching 
in this current round of primaries in several states and within the last couple of weeks here in Michigan, um, where you had Democrats contributing to one of our uh, congressional district candidates with the hopes of beating out the incumbent. We just watched exactly that, but on a congressional level. So if you're him and you think, jeepers, I don't want no Donald Trump, I'll help Jeb beat him, because he's beatable, by the way. Jeb beatable, Trump not beatable. Some of it isn't ideological, at least for me it's not. It's just math. What do you think, Miles? No, I I, I agree, but you know that whole thing about everybody you know, jump over and vote for the other person that you know is beatable. I mean, come on, both sides of the aisles did that. Limbaugh had Operation Chaos back in the 2008 election where he told everybody to go out and vote for Hillary just to drag out the Obama nomination process. And so, and then some, some of the mess going on during the primaries this cycle, in some of the races, they, they have Democrats going over there and voting for a Republican that has no prayer. Um, I agree with that. Led, what you're thinking on all of this? No, the crossover thing isn't new. Uh, not at all. But this judge doesn't seem to withhold a nonpartisan line when it comes to the law. The, the, the raid should not have taken place. This doesn't hold up to... One of the big things I've been hearing is, when I listen to things about this, is that in order for a search warrant to happen like it did, they would have to prove that the evidence would be destroyed. Trump wasn't even there. And they were in discussions to give the stuff to them. So from what it sounds like, either somebody lied on the search warrant application or the judge didn't care enough to, to make sure that was there and just signed it. Well, we may never know, by the we way. We won't know. Yeah, we may never, never, we'll ever We'll know, know as much about this as we do the shooter in Vegas. Uh, we still don't know why that man did that. Nope. I don't know that we actually know that he did it, by the way. No, we don't know much about that they, one. They've never, and, and by the way, I'm only moderately advancing that, but they literally have never confirmed anything, which I find fascinating. You um, know what, though, Mike? I think I think Katie's great-great-great-great-grandchildren, they may actually know what all happened. You, you, might, you might be exactly correct. When, when the tell-all books pour out, after this generation are gone. Um, <laughs> like, for instance, we learn a lot more about Abe Lincoln, that assassination now, than they ever did know the folks then knew. So, uh, an, an informer told the FBI, do you think that, before we move on to the next topics, do you think that there was really a mole inside uh, uh, Team Trump? No. Lud, what do you think? No. Of course, and the left wants to know, where was Melania? But they've never asked where was Obama during the Benghazi, Benghazi deal. They want to know where Melania's at and never, ever, ever asked where was Obama while people were getting killed. 
I, I, I just, it's a fascinating self-serving way that they see things. Uh, takeaways from the post, uh, Miles, I, I kind of went on before the break, but I want your input. Do you think that this whole nightmare helps uh, President Trump in his coming election? Well, my, my only theory, you remember we were talking several weeks ago and you were making the point of all the consternation that was occurring up there in the Whitmer Correctional Facility within the Republican Party. And you were saying that now Trump is starting to tear the party apart. So the ability to form that block of voters that he had in 2016 um, may not be able to come back together. And I would say, given how spectacularly this little effort was, was botched, I think this is going to contribute to bring some of those former Trump voters back into to the fold. may not be perfect, but I think that it, that it may pick off a few of the folks that got angry at Trump a couple months ago. I, I think the Democratic Party and the FBI, but I repeat myself, I think that they've done a masterful job at your point, Miles, at, at unifying the Republican Party. Um, because I, I entirely agree with your review. I think the coalition that he had assembled has been challenged uh, during his term and then thereafter. And this this raid has, has reinvigorated because a lot of folks that are reasonable people go, oh, no, no. That's not what happens in America. Um, and he's going to get a lot of benefit of the doubts. But listen, one of the things, and we're, we're almost out of time before our break, but I just wanted to get something out on the table for you two to stew on. But we watched the same weekend that this was going on, we watched Michigan's Attorney General, Dana Nessel, um, request a special prosecutor for her challenger, our Republican uh, endorsed candidate in the in the coming general election, she now has asked for, and I stand back and I'm going, you know what? The coincidence of that happening at the same time as this happening, and in other states, I just don't have the details and names, so I can't go there yet, but I will. Um, I, that's incredible to me. It's beyond coincidence. So, it well. Um, so, so also keep in mind, wasn't it uh, the night that the Mar-a-Lago thing occurred? That was the same day Nixon re resigned the presidency. So you you can find a lot of coincidences. Yeah, and, I, and I'm one of those fellows. I don't believe in coincidences. Right. Happenstance is usually caused and choreographed. Well, it's a coincidence right. I met you. No, that was a train wreck. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, it was terrible. Worst thanks, day of my life. Thanks for lighting up the conversation. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, folks, we've got to go to a break, but we will be right back.
Folks, if you're just tuning in, I am Mike Hewitt, co-hosts Miles Bauer and Ludwig von Wiedemdorski. I got to tell you, Miles, he gets really mad when we call him Mr. Squishy. Yep. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Even <laughs> though he's even though he's the only guy I know that can be on both sides of the argument at the same time. <laughs> he's over there going, yeah, well, that's how I am. I look at both things and come up with a solution. Um, I mentioned early on about Joe Biden shaking hands with nobody than Joe Biden forgetting that he just shook hands with Chuck Schemer or not being able to put his coat on. And that's on the list for just a brief round. I, Lud, tell me something. When you hear that, what is, and I know you're a lay, you're a lay person, at least medically. Mm-hmm. What's your opinion of hearing that about the president? When I, when I hear those things and I witness them, I see a lot of forms of what we would think of as dementia, having had family members who've had it. There, there's a lot of things that they're similar between what he does and and what I've seen. And it's it's fearsome as the leader of this country, but it's I, I've said it multiple times. I feel bad for him personally that the people around him have not taken care of him and said, Joe... We're taking you home, and we're going to let you live out your days in, in the way you want to. This isn't right. I feel like he's been pushed forward for some personal reason on somebody else's side. It's not for him. He shouldn't be there. And not politically. He says nothing political. As the aging man that he is, it's sad to see. Uh, it, it is. We call I, that elder abuse with anybody else. It, it is, but i got to tell you, the other side of the coin is when I, when I look over his... 47 years before what I believe is probably dementia. Um, he, he was a mean son of a gun, in my humble view, before he was uh, an old fellow that couldn't put his coat on. He was just mean-spirited, hypocritical, divisive, a, a, a uh, an intellectual properties thief. This guy was just not a nice person for 47 years. And, and the Democrats rejected him twice over. So it's not like it's just me. They rejected him. I reject him. Miles, tell me, let's change gears. You're uh, one of the folks you follow often, I bet. Liz Cheney. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I am, I am tight with Liz. Yeah. Liz Cheney is appealing to Wyoming Democrats. Will it make a difference, Miles Bauer? I don't see how Liz survives there i I don't either but i truly don't listen it's kind of it i i love local politics um i love local politics um but i gotta make a comparison here in 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 ottawa county just in this last primary we had a, a a number of our county commissioners that were unseated by um by their opponents. And one of the things that those county commissioners did once they lost that they once they realized they'd lost much of the Republican vote is they started reaching out to Democrats. Um, and by the way, did it on social media. And so the Republicans went, holy smokes, what's that Republican doing? Having, you know, coffee clutches with with Democrats trying to elicit both funds and votes. It's kind of the same thing. It blew up in their face, 
and I think it will blow up in her face. I think some of the Republicans that went, all right, I understand, don't agree, but I understand. I think when they see this, that it's going to be a bridge too far for them. I believe that, Miles. It was a bridge too far in Ottawa County, Michigan, for voters over a, a county commission ch- seat, actually several county commission um, seats. And I think it will be the same in her state out, out in Wyoming. I think those folks are going to be way less than impressed. What do you think, since you're the Liz Cheney follower? Is that me or Lud? <laughs> no, you, of course. Oh, you love yeah, Cheney. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't uh, see any, any, any way forward, especially when you think about she was she was one of the puppets on the January 6th committee, and right. I don't know anybody on the right side of the aisle that even watched that nope. theater. No, nope. I, I don't know anybody. Um, well, you know me. You watched. I watched the first night. And I, I caught it another time for about like 10 minutes. What was your opinion of the first night? Oh, it was a great Hollywood production. They were reading scripts and it, it, there was nothing genuine there. No, well, no, no cross-examinations. Yeah. Nothing that we consider to be the product of, we have an adversarial system. That's what the system we have is. And they didn't, they refused any adversarial voices and therefore it's not hey, I want, it's I'll, not the american system i'll go back to something that you'd ask miles about you being squishy no you, you just stated that you never actually asked oh good point <laughs> statements aren't questions uh you asked him if trump if this was going to help trump and i think that that what's taking place tied in with these eighty-seven thousand new irs agents will help trump um, I think you're right, and that's on the list today, um, because when I think of, of 87,000 IRS agents armed, by the way, and that's like 1,740 on average per state, in addition to the IRS that already exists, to me that is, and I'm not trying to be surreal here, but to me that is the Obama, I remember when he was calling for a a national civilian military that was armed as good as the military was. This is almost his domestic force. Um, it, it's it's unimaginable to think that these folks are only going to work on rich people. And by the way, that's uh, as ugly as an ideology for anybody to advance as it can be. When they say no. He's only going to target people over 400,000. So what that translates to me on is let's target the folks that have been most successful. Let's tear them down because somehow that will help everybody else. And I'm going, somebody knock on their forehead. That is just blatantly crazy stupid in my in my opinion. But the reality of having 1,740 new agents in each state is that they're targeting everybody. So if you're waitstaff, they're targeting you. If you're a bus driver, they're targeting you. And anybody on either side of the aisle that says that's not true, you're either on you're either on the side of Moscow, old Moscow, or you're just not paying attention. So there are nearly half a million active army, 319,000 active navy, same for the air force, 
184,000 Marine Corps, but only 41,000 Coast Guard. Right. So you're talking about doubling the size of Coast Guard. Just in the addition. Just additional right. to what's already in the IRS. Twice the numbers of the U.S. Coast Guard, yeah. just in the addition. Mm-hmm. So three months ago when we were on this show asking why in the world they're ordering millions of dollars in ammunition, well, now you know why. And I'm not suggesting that they're after a civil war, but I am telling you that this is the footpath to that end. Why do you keep saying that they're they're going to be armed? Uh, because they are. They ran an ad that asked for that. They literally r- ran an ad that requested folks that would act as law enforcement be willing to carry and use a firearm and to use, and I quote them, deadly force. Hmm. And then they deleted it because it went viral. Oh. So this is this is not something we're just chewing, you know, chewing the fat over. They did that. That's what they put on our our federal website. So this isn't just you fear mongering. I'm not. No, it's it's the idea that they would say that is just insanity. But it was helpful because it revealed who we're dealing with. If there was ever any question of your mind, if you thought, oh, Mikey, stop it. They're just bureaucrats. Okay. They got several million dollars worth of ammo, and they're looking for people that will use deadly force. I'm I'm telling you, we've got a bumpy road ahead of us. We really, truly do. Folks, stay with us, and we'll be right back. All right, listen, i got to touch this one topic before we move on. Let's do it brief. Visualizing 10 years of global electric vehicle sales by country. So I look at this. They've got a graphic. This was, I found this, folks, at zerohedge.com. And it's a fascinating thing. 10 years of global EV sales. And it shows countries. So the, uh, the, in a graph, the largest overwhelmingly is China. Uh, The second largest is the U.S., and then very, very close third is Germany. And it's fascinating to me that folks are, Miles, does nobody ever, you're the technical guy, uh, you're our computer scientist. Do these folks never ask themselves where the electricity comes from? Uh, I can't tell you how many people that that are all hyped up on, EVs. I don't get it. Um, and, yeah. and by the way, folks, I, I spent 32 years in the car business and uh, running dealerships involved in their finance departments, etc. Um, when when Volt, Chevy Volt came out, there was a $7,500 federal rebate, not GM rebate, a $7,500 federal dollar rebate. And we couldn't give the things away. Nobody wanted them. They'd walk around them. They would laugh at them. I've watched people standing there taking pictures of them and laughing. Nobody wanted them. But then when I'm looking at this thing, I'm looking at China is overwhelmingly big into EVs. And and I'm going, wait a minute. Is China the one wagging? Is it their tail that... Are we their tail? Are they wagging 
the rest of us because they're they've got heavy investment heavy investment from sea to shining sea in our academia they are deeply invested in academia they are deeply invested in the fortune 500 groups they're buying real estate like nobody's business and and not just here same is true in germany and when i start looking at this just the science of an electric uh, of an electric vehicle it doesn't make any sense if your goal is environmentalism it doesn't make any sense there are coal burners or nuclear fuel burners you pick which one you want to think best generates your electricity and the lithium mines are about as ugly as you can possibly get look up lithium mine even google couldn't hide it they are ugly damaging forever damaging people will be digging those areas up archaeologists in five thousand years going what the heck were they doing here? It's ugly. And then once your spent battery is ready, where do you where do you put millions of spent, highly toxic lithium batteries? Miles, I truly don't understand why folks are excited over this. There's no way I can look at it and go, yeah, but I understand that part. No, I for for what whatever reason. I saw on um, TV, it, it was absolutely hilarious. Some PR person was in Lansing. She was inter- introducing a new electric car. Yeah, so, uh, I saw that. That PR person was actually the president of, of General Motors. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That, yeah, she, that PR she person, over, she was dumber, dumber than a bag of marshmallows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they And then they later went to the... To the Lansing city manager and said, Hey, how do you guys predominantly produce electricity here? And he came back and said, Ah, oh, 75, 80% of it's coal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's coal. That's why I call them a coal burner. But yeah. her her answer was precious. Where does the electric come from? It comes out of the battery. <laughs> I'm watching and I'm going, I gotta hit replay. I must have missed something. And I'm thinking, holy smokes, she's making hundreds of probably millions of dollars a year, hundreds of thousands into the millions. Well, she's got to be, I don't know if she's making as much money as the president of U of M does, but maybe pretty close. I'm only telling you it's nonsensical. I don't get it. And the only way it can make sense for me politically is that China is pushing it. Well, that's the only thing that made it made sense to me. If you look at the graph, I mean, China, it says right here, China has hundreds of electric car companies. Right. And, and now I did the numbers here, and although we're, they're, we're first and second in terms of total units sold, we're actually on par with uh, per populate. So it's about one out of every 600 cars or 600 people are getting an electric car. So one out of every so 600. So that's true in China or here. Here. But in Germany? Yep. It's much larger. I'm not sure German's population. I didn't look that up. But well, they're probably about one out of every 10 to 12. Yep. That, that's pretty high. Uh, but the fearsome part about this that I think you're right on is that they have hundreds of car companies that are electric car companies. So here, our number one is Tesla. They're, yep. the, they're the main driver of it. It's because they created a vehicle that actually looks nice, drives nice, and is a, a luxury vehicle. But... All the other brands, I mean, you can talk about Mercedes, say they're going to all electric, and BMW, they're luxury brands. It's when Ford, Chrysler, Chevy, 
and even Toyota and Honda are now pushing that. When they actually get over the top where they're over 50% electric, we're going to be an electric car world. However, who's going to create the infrastructure? Well, they're working on that but right it's not, now. It shouldn't be government funded. It shouldn't be, but they're gas working on it. Gas stations aren't. Um, listen, when we built the gasoline infrastructure, there was some co-oping that took place. Um, but but even the first highways, want to call them highways, in the in in America were in Detroit built by the big three at the time. That's where they came from because it, it fit their need. But but when I look at it and I think earnestly, who could use it under its current configuration? My grandfather, when he was alive, uh, was retired. He went on Sundays. He went to church. He went to the donut shop, and that was it, period. He didn't go on vacation. He didn't go anywhere. Church, donut shop, go home. He could have used an electric car. Would it have made sense for him to pay three times more for that than it would have the other? Probably not, but he could have used it. So if you don't have a spare 10 hours at the 300 mark, you better buy gasoline. Yeah, because I watched, uh, there was somebody who posted a their trip, and they had a Tesla. And it, it posted their trip, like MapQuest or Google Maps, whatever, MapQuest, how old am I? Where it had it stopping where it would need to at every one of these Tesla stations. Yeah. It wasn't major interstates. They were going from New York to Florida. It wasn't major interstates. Right. This route was on the coast, and it was going to take them a day and a half. Sure. To go from New York City to Florida. Right. From here to Florida, it's 20 hours. Well, full charging is is pushing 10 hours. And Tesla is one of the best... Their their highest end will achieve 400 miles, yeah, and then 10 hours for charging. That's their highest best. Get your checkbook out vehicle. Um, Ara, anyway, let's let's switch switch oh, gears hold, real quick. And I ask you a question on this though: If EVs are so important, yep, how come the United States federal government isn't buying all EV vehicles? Because they don't want to pay for them. But they they're, don't have they're the, the future. That's what we're supposed to be. They driving. will be doing it, and I bet they already are. No. Fleet vehicles so? are not EVs. Let's do some well, research for next week. Go ahead, so, Miles. So wait a minute. In in the bill that that is sitting in the House now, they they are providing money to the USPS to convert over to electric vehicles. I did see that. He's right. About yeah, that. but not all the IRS new people are getting EVs. They're no, all no. going to be given a Ford. Postal service is what he's talking about. Yeah, but that's a subsidiary of the government. They take That's not the, actually federal government. Uh, they take all the money. They do, but it's technically not federal government. But these new IRS agents, I bet they're not getting they a, sure are splitting hairs. a leaf. I bet they're getting a Ford Escaper or a Malibu or something. Democratic playbook exposed the cloward Piven strategy. Either one of you, have you heard of that? I hadn't until I read the article. What was your opinion of the article? By the way, I got this from zerohedge.com. And then I followed it up with conduit for action. I absolutely think that the article is, is money. And all you got to do is go back to the beginning of COVID. What did they tell us? We're going to lock down for two weeks. Yep. Life is good. And then cue the wicked witch of the North and she goes nuts. And so does Governor Fatty down here. No, they, no, uh, they all turned into authoritarian Dick, Dick uh, Taters. You know what's fascinating, though, Miles? I don't know about uh, your governor breakfast down there, but the Wicked Witch of the North up here, uh, Comrade Whitless, 
Uh, she's got a better than 50% approval rate after telling folks they couldn't buy victory seeds, go down the street, or buy flags. Uh, listen, I I wanted to get to this Cloward uh, Piven strategy, and I've run out of time. Folks, do me do me a favor. Write to the Mike Hewitt Show, Mike at themikehewittshow.com. Tell me what you wished we were talking about. If you think we're wrong or right, zip us a note. Or better yet, find us on Facebook. You can message us there. I answer all of them. I would love to hear from you. In the meantime, please be safe. Lud, Miles, Jared, thank you. Folks, thank you. Have a great, great week.